This is Lady Talk Radio, your space for real conversations about real life and real ways to improve yours. What's up, what's up? Welcome to Lady Talk Radio. I am your main chick, your host, your friend, Stacey Ray, and I am so excited. You have no idea how excited I am because this is episode number one, numero uno. Oh my God. I have been dreaming about this show, visioning about this show, talking about this show, and I literally could just no longer ignore the need for this show. Because, you know, I really believe in a world where a lot of stuff is just not real, (laughs) that we're just all really craving honest, real conversations. And especially in kind of our lady culture and even in our world, we tend to really not talk about the things that are really going on for us, you know, the things that are going on on the inside. And we tend to shy away from hard topics, taboo topics. And we just want to be positive and we don't really talk about a lot of things that we probably can, right? And especially as women, we're kind of known to just go at things alone, you know, and not really get supported or talk about some of our greatest challenges in life. So that is not what we are going to do here, girl, you know? Um, So if you know me and you follow my movement, We Are Lady Alpha, you know that I believe so wholeheartedly that our conversations have the power to change our lives and the things that we don't talk about have power over us and the things that we do talk about give us the power to change our lives and I know there are a lot of podcasts out there there are a lot of ways you can improve your life and do all the personal growth things and I'm just really not interested in being like everyone else so you can expect this to be a little bit different and because of that here is my preface All right. So if you are under the age of 18, this show is probably not for you. All right. And if you are over the age of 18, but you are easily offended by things like swearing or going deep in conversations or people being super honest, then the show is actually perfect for you. But it will probably make you super uncomfortable, which is super cool. So I apologize in advance, sort of. And also this is live which means a lot of things, but it also means that you can call us while we're on the show and you can ask us questions. There is a chat bar if you are watching this or listening, sorry, on ladytalkradio.com. If you click on the episode, you'll see a little chat bar there. You can actually send us questions, send us comments, interact with us while we're on the air. Um, I say us because it's not going to just be me sometimes. So, And you can actually also stay anonymous. So if you want to call into the show and just talk about different things, you want to vent about something, you want to help get help around a challenge, um, or just like just jam out, we're going to have different topics every single week so you guys can kind of know in advance what I'm going to be talking about, what we're going to be up to. And uh, yeah, you can give me a call. So unfortunately, I tried to get my phone line up and it just wasn't really working before I got on here. So that might not be an option today, but I promise that it will be next week and you can still send questions and comments on the chat bar. So hit that up. And uh, yeah, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to really bust up this whole stigma about real conversations. And so I really invite you to uh, revel in that and really enjoy this new, honest, fun space for real conversations about real life. And I just got to tell you, things are probably going to get real weird sometimes too. Be- yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. I already know. Because uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I did this at night because I'm more of a night person myself. And uh, sometimes I'll probably be drinking uh, almond milk lattes. Other times I might be drinking green juice. 
But sometimes, ladies, I will be drinking wine, okay? So just to put that out there. And if you're listening live right now, <laughs> let's just take a moment. Because I know if you are on here right now listening to this broadcast live, you are one of my friends or you're a follower of me and my company, Lady Alpha. You're a client. You're a friend of a friend. Either way, I seriously fucking love you. And thank you so, so much for tuning in, for being in my corner, and for being such a huge support for me because that just means the world. And it is because of every single one of you that... I want to do this, you know? You're the people that propel me forward to wanting to make this impact, so thank you so, so much. And tonight, I didn't announce this topic. We actually just decided this today because this is a huge one. And I, I really want to jam with you guys tonight about something I think every single one of us is probably dealing with, um, which is stress, okay? I'm just going to drop that there. A little bit of stress. And... You know, if you're actually just really feeling disconnected from yourself, uh, if you're feeling like there's just so much stress in your life, you just really can't handle anything else, like you're totally at your brim, okay? <laughs> we have all been there. Um, or you just really want to have a more powerful sense of your own presence, your own heart. You want to be just more in your everyday life um, and not be so taken out, then uh, this is going to be the episode for you. And I actually have the perfect person. Uh, you're going to figure this out pretty quick with my show that um, I'm going to pretty much do what I want all the time, like all the time. So if I want to call somebody, even if they don't know I'm going to call them, I'm probably going to call them anyways. And, you know, we're going to just, I'm going to really just focus on bringing you guys the most value as I possibly can. Um, and today, the thing I really wanted to do was call my dear friend, Kelsey. She is absolutely amazing. I just seriously, seriously adore her. And I know you guys will too. And uh, she's just got a lot to share with us on this specific topic about stress. And uh, we'll jump into that while she's on here. But she's a dear friend of mine. She's a self-proclaimed casual hippie. Um, <laughs> she's an actress. She is a motorcycle adventurer. Seriously, this girl has has taken a motorcycle across the freaking world. I'll, I'll ask her about that when she's on as well. And um, she's just super, super committed to her growth, to her life, to being better, um, she's an avid reader and she's just a really, really well-rounded woman and absolutely incredible uh, energy and presence in the world and super cares about people, which is so cool. Um, when you see an entrepreneur, somebody who's creating a business, creating a movement, and they just love people, they do it for the people. Super, super cool. And uh, so another little fun fact about Kelsey, she's actually a recent born again cat lover. All right. So dog lovers don't hate. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, let's just give Kelsey a call and see what is happening in her world and just, yeah, just get her on the line. Hold up. Kelsey, are you there? Hey, lady. How are you? I'm awesome. Thank you for the great intro. That was so sweet. Oh, you're so welcome. Every single bit of it. It all is, it's all real. And I'm so excited to be on your very first show. Congratulations on this. Thanks, girl. I'm excited that you're on my show, too. And it was kind of sprung on you last minute. So thanks for being such a cool trooper and such a huge support of just this work. And, and you've seen the vision from the very beginning. You really did. You were one of those. You were one of the Lady Alpha supporters from the beginning. So thanks for that. No problem. It's totally it's awesome. I think it's a great, great thing that you're doing. I'm super excited to support it. Awesome. Thank you so much. So on the topic of like stress, basically, and, and, you know, the average woman where we are all, 
you know, pretty much we have like 17 tabs open at all times and, you know, we're really good at making it all look good, <laughs> you know, but we have just a lot going on in our heads and our hearts, just constant kind of, you know, the life and mm -hmm. something that I absolutely, uh, really resonated with me about you was you, you started a company called mainstream meditation and like, <laughs> I remember I said this to you when I first found out about your company. It's like meditation tends to have this sort of, um, I don't know, this woo woo sort of hyper spiritual, um, feel to it. And in my experience, meditation doesn't necessarily have to be like that. And that's what I really liked about your whole vision for this in that it isn't about that. It's really about the tangible effects of it. So how did you like, how did the vision for mainstream meditation kind of come to be? Or how did you become interested in meditation? Well, I just started studying meditation for almost a solid year, and I just knew there were different types, so I wanted to know more about that, and I knew that I felt really good while I meditated and after, um, even though sometimes I didn't know if I was meditating or if I was doing it right or, you know, what was happening, but I just knew that there was like, and all the scientific research that was behind it, I was just like, something is amazing about this, but it can be off-putting because of the name meditation. Like there's just so much stigma around it. People aren't sure, you know, what it means or, or, you know, if it's spiritual or religious or how to do it. And so I thought if I could create a program for the mainstream people just to introduce them to the concept of just breathing consciously and being in the present moment, mm -hmm. that that was something I could really attribute to the world. And uh, that's just kind of the direction I want to take my life. Cool. And for a lot of people who are dealing with massive stress, like what is the effect mm. of meditation in terms of stress? Like how do the, the two kind of feed into each other? Well, I know when I have just a super amount of stress, it's um, it just takes me out of what I'm doing right now and makes me less productive because I'm either worrying about what's going to happen in the future or regretting what just happened in the past. And so meditation just gives me more power to be in the present moment and do what I need to get done and then kind of just let things fall as they come. Mm -hmm. and also to just like connect to myself more. So if I need to say no to something because I've taken on 17 different things, then I'm like way more comfortable with just being like, you know what, I can't, I can't do that. You know, maybe I'd really love to, but just now isn't the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is a really powerful point too, because like, I mean, for those of you that have never meditated before, uh, this is a really interesting thing. I mean, we also think, we always think it's like sort of just a self-care practice and it's just meditation and there's not, it's not going to really affect the rest of our lives. Um, but like you just said, it's like, it gives you more of that presence, more of that grounded approach. You can think things through clearly. You can say no, if you want to say no, like you're just more calm. Is that kind of what you're yeah. saying? Absolutely. And, and also focus because you're having to really practice focusing your attention on your breath for however long you do it, like for a minute or for an hour. And so you really build up that, that skill that, um, yeah, just skill to, to do that, to, to focus your attention on one thing so that when you go out and you're at your job or you're driving or, or doing anything throughout your day, you're able to keep a higher level of focus, which mm -hmm. is involved with a lot of things, leadership, uh, you know, getting ahead at work or just raising kids, anything. Mm -hmm. Totally. Absolutely. And so I know we kind of jumped into like meditation and everything. And I kind of mm -hmm. want to talk a little bit more about even like 
what your experience, like when, I know you kind of just said this too, but kind of going deeper into this is before you started on your path of meditation, how did you deal with stress before? I think, um, like what most pronounced just comes up for me is relationship stress. I found myself like just constantly, um, running thoughts, you know, like if one thing were to happen, I would create an entire story and I would just, you know, stay in that world for an hour or longer, just, you know, uh, coming up with what could happen or what should have happened or just all these things. So when I ended up finding meditation, I was able to understand how I want thoughts and I could choose which thoughts I wanted to continue down the path and which ones I could just, you know what, say, I'm just going to drop that. And I'm just going to move on to something better. Mm-hmm. So that ability to just like see when my mind was thinking and when my mind could be focused was, was a big step for me. Mm-hmm. And that, that alleviated a lot of relationship stress or like stress that I created in my own relationship to myself and to a partner. Wow. So it's really able quieting to quieting the mind, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, like, it's hard when you think about that. You're like, what does quieting the mind look like? Or, or like, how, what are the steps to doing that? Um, but it, it is a good feeling when you can just take a break from your thoughts and be like, you know what? I don't need to associate myself with those thoughts. I am who I am and I can kind of choose what I want to think. Totally. Wow. That's really powerful. And Okay, for you, because you clearly were thinking mainstream when you created your company and stuff, you know, what do you think is kind of the, like the mainstream person, right? What can they, Mm -hmm. they all know about meditation. Like we've all heard the term, we've all seen the yogis, we've all seen the people like that are really into meditation. But what do you think kind of gets in the way for people that are kind of mainstream when it comes to starting a meditation practice? What do you think kind of gets in the way? Mm, I think it's ourself. It, you know, it's, it's with everything. It's, oh, bam. <laughs> with, with eating better, with exercising. Like for me, it's always just like I'll put that off, you know, or I'll do that later. Or and and that's a beautiful, you know, irony of meditation is that it's about being in the present moment. So taking this moment to do things. Um, but definitely, like if if you know people are putting off, and it's just because they're not certain. You know, they're not certain about what the outcomes are or they're not certain about how to do it or what's. So, um, you know, if it's something that people are interested in, I just say go ahead and and research it some more. You know, find a good teacher, find uh, some more information so that you can have some more certainty if it's for you or not. Right. Yeah. And so (laughs) that's actually really, really interesting. And even even when we have a practice, it's interesting I've seen myself really want to not do it, even though I know the benefits, even though I know what's possible when I meditate, it's so easy to sometimes step over that. And I love you recently put out a 30 day challenge um, on social media. And Mm -hmm. you were really just walking people through that that 30 days of meditation. And it was really cool watching your videos and seeing how you brought a lot of like fun into it and humor into it. And just it, it was just really real, right? And I think for a lot of us, when we when we think about meditation, it can seem a little bit like it's just another thing on the to do list, right? Um, for sure. How can we sort of like, and I'm asking this, I'm, I'm just genuinely curious, like, how can we really start to implement meditation as more of like a self nourishment, more of something that we want to do versus something that we have to do? 
start small, (laughs) like literally 30 seconds, because uh, when I started meditating, I mean, I couldn't go 30 seconds without thinking something. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and also, like, if I'm just putting aside the time, if that is like literally 30 seconds or five minutes, I've put that time aside for meditation. But even while I'm doing it, you know, all my to-do list will come up and I'll be like, okay, what am I doing here? Like, like I need to move forward. I'll just do this later. But I mean, I, if I've put aside five minutes for it, then, um, I really want to honor that. And so that will keep me sitting there when, you know, my thoughts are racing and I feel like I have so much to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the benefits of it and you want to, you want to reap them basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I just recently read a great book called The Big Leap, and he talks about the upper limit, you know, how we just kind of sabotage, sabotage ourselves when things go well or while we're doing something really good for ourselves. So I, I you know, uh, could relate to that. And, you know, even though I put the time aside and I had gotten my butt, like, on my meditation pillow, and there were still times that I wanted to get up and, you know, leave or do it later. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's great to stick through that and just do a short period and start small. So you're not overwhelming yourself. You're not like, Oh, I have to sit here for Cause even in the beginning, five minutes is a long time, but people, if they start off doing 20 minutes, like it, it can just be overwhelming. And uh, then it becomes a should and it's not fun and you just want to keep it fun. So if you can find a teacher that you're inspired by or, you know, um, do some guided meditation, find our fun, then mm-hmm. just stay energy would be, uh, would be how I would start because I mean yeah I think it should be total fun like I wouldn't want to do anything that wasn't fun so right if it's feeling like work stop right so true I I love that you mentioned the big leap that's one of my favorite books I absolutely love that one and uh, I read it again recently and yeah I really I really love the whole you know like reaching your upper, upper limit and sort of the how many days you can be with something before you start to sabotage and I really see this a lot um, with people I've worked with and just my, obviously myself is like, you know, we can be really on point and like really do everything we say we're going to do and be super happy or be with our passion or our inspiration or, you know, anything for like, sometimes it's five days, sometimes seven days, sometimes it's five minutes. And then mm-hmm. we start, you know, all these little things just taking us out again. And uh, I just found that book to be so, so powerful. So I love that you, that you mentioned that because it's just so true. So true. I agree. I agree. And that's why I love having physical books because it reminds me to reread them because I, you know, forget all the awesomeness that is in there. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and then it, you know, something happens and, uh, it takes me out of my flow of whatever I was doing. So it's good to remind myself, um, to, to get back in it, you Mm -hmm. know? Cool. If any of you guys can hear a little bit of like reverb or something that's going on, I don't know what that is, but we're, it's something to do with our Skype or headphones or something. So my apologies, guys. Remember, it's episode number one. We are, we are straightening <laughs> out kinks here. This is not about perfection. This is about passion. So uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like what you just said about being reminded to read the book again. That's kind of interesting. I'm all about like things being in front of us, like having those, those reminders because uh, we're human and, uh, yeah, we like to step over the things that we know make us feel good or, you know, read the books that we know we learn a lot from or all these kinds of things. And, um, I'm all about like putting things in front of us and like putting things on the wall. So even if you were trying to like start a meditation practice or something and you were like, "Ah, I keep forgetting, or I keep just stepping over it, 
putting a little note on your wall, on your mirror, on your phone, you know, something to remind us. Um, is that something that you kind of implement with some of your clients and people you work with? Like, do they sort of have a scheduled time that they meditate or do you sort of like leave it open to them? I think it's really awesome to keep a schedule um, or just like a certain time of the day if it's right when you wake up or right before you go to bed, just because that's an extra little reminder um, mm -hmm. to do what you want to do. And I find that it's just as soon as the thought comes to me, I'd like to do it right then uh, just because I feel like there's such a power in doing things right in the present moment when they come up to you, you know, or you're reminded of something. So if you have a little note house, um, you know, that's a great little reminder. And then you can be like, you know what? Yeah, I'll just sit down for right now and I'll just do a quick minute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So here's a question. Uh, I had somebody ask me this recently and I, I think you're the perfect person to consult on this. So you know how there's kind of this, I don't want to say like, judgment about meditation or spirituality or anything, but sort of it makes some people uncomfortable, right? Let's just be honest. Mm -hmm. well, what, the unknown mm -hmm. sometimes makes us uncomfortable. And I had a, a somebody asked me recently, like, you know, I want to start a spiritual practice or a meditation practice, but I feel uncomfortable because um, I guess she lives with her partner. I feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. uh, kind of initiating that or being like, hey, I'm going to go meditate now. Um, how would you, how would you feel like, or what would you recommend to navigate that and to kind of like maybe the communication piece or, or like, what, what do you kind of see? I, uh, well, it's, you know, like these things in our lives that are really vulnerable and close to us, I think that's special. And so you can share that with people that you really feel deserve, um, you know, to hear it. So if you have a trusted partner or a family member or a good then that's awesome if you want to say like, you know, I'm going to start this meditation thing and uh, and ask for their support. But if you're not quite there yet, you just want to keep it to yourself, you can meditate anywhere. If it's uh, like in your car before you can start driving or just when you arrive at your destination or even in the washroom, you know, just st you know standing there, sitting on the floor, sitting on the toilet. You can, you know, just even in the elevator if you have a quick 30 seconds when you're by yourself. You can just practice bringing your attention back to your breath and and just feeling how your body is feeling in that moment. And as you get more comfortable with that and you start to enjoy, you see benefits from it, then you know you, you can share it with someone and say, hey, I've started this. If you want them to join you, if it's like a romantic partner, then you know you can be their introduction, introduction to it. And you can say, this is kind of what I do and I'd like you to do it with me. And hopefully they'd be open to that. And if they're not, they'd totally respect that. And uh, just make it your cute little thing that you get to do by yourself, you know? Mm our self time like that we get to do by ourselves, I think is really important too. Totally. I love that you just totally took the weight off of all of the sort of like, you know, should do's when you're meditating, like you should be perfectly aligned sitting on this really beautiful mm. pillow with like crystals all around you and candles. Like, like no, yeah. you're like, you can seriously meditate in the elevator, like For sure. yeah. <laughs> instead of taking selfies in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> So, or you do it right after. Oh, post meditation. Right <laughs> after meditation. Hashtag yeah. meditation life. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. So I really like that you just totally opened up that possibility of like, hey, girl, you can meditate anywhere. Stop putting all of these circumstantial things in in, in the way of you having a couple minutes to yourself. Right. Um, I think that's really cool. So let's say that I. Uh, 
you know, I had kids, a, a, a business, a family to take care of, all this different stuff. Or like, you know, I'm just super busy. I got school. I got this. I got a job. Like super just chaos. I feel like I can't really take on anything else in my life right now. Um, but I start creating even just five minutes a day for myself to start meditating. Um, some of the benefits that you shared were, you know, extraordinary. Obviously, we are all looking to have more focus, more freedom, more happiness, more presence. You know, that's totally a, a pretty common thing we're all looking for. Um, mm -hmm. What do you think, like, would be the place to start? Like, you said just focusing on your breath because, well, I just want to put this in the space. Like, we often overcomplicate meditation, like you have to do something specific. But you were saying, like, just connect to your breath, be more present with your body, clear your mind yeah. like what are some other kind of beginning steps you think that somebody who wanted to start meditating could do if it's your very first time doing it then I just say just sit down and be with yourself for however long you want to set it for so if you're just going to put a timer on for a minute that's totally great like just start there do a minute for every day for a week and see how that feels um, start to sit down just pay attention to your breath you know like are you breathing shallow or deep and how does your body feel are things tight or is there tension or are you relaxed and just it's about spending time with yourself and then you know I find it's a lot easier to get into a meditation practice because there can be so much on the word meditation that if you just start with yourself and your own breath that's a great way Mm -hmm. And then as you kind of get more into it, you can uh, try out different types of meditation. But I think in the beginning, you're just, you know, focusing to your environment, more of a mindfulness meditation take. So you're listening to your, you know, what you can hear or thinking about what, what you're smelling or what you're tasting at the moment, how your body's feeling and uh, just spending some time with yourself and then eventually always bringing your attention back to your breath. And not trying to control your breath, not trying to make it a deep breath or not trying to, you know, breathe into a certain part of your body, but just observing the natural in and out of your breath. And that can be most easily felt, I think, when uh, you focus around your nose area because that's where the breath goes in and out. So you can actually feel it go in and out. Um, or if, you know, that's just a little bit too subtle, you can't feel those sensations. Just focus on your belly, you know, feeling it go in and out and uh, or your chest. But... Uh, yeah, just start with that. And it's, yeah, just about taking some quiet time and just like trying to let the thoughts, um, you know, eventually subside. But if you're trying to force them out of your head, then I think that's just super hard. So just <laughs> let them let them go, you know, if you want to think about what you did that day or your to-do list or whatever and just be like, okay, okay. And just, you know, after each thought, bring your attention back to your breath. And like continued and continue to come up. And don't beat yourself up. Like that's just how it is today. Mm -hmm. And especially if it's just in the beginning. I mean, that's totally common. And people will also tend to get very twitchy, very agitated, because it's a new practice. Like sitting, you know, not still, but sitting quietly by yourself can create a lot of anxiety uh, for people, because maybe some things that they haven't dealt with will come up, or something that they're trying to avoid, and. Uh, but I just wouldn't be afraid of it. I just breathe, breathe through it and know that, you know, uh, it will pass because everything passes and, uh, yeah. And just, just, you know, I don't know, enjoy it. If you can find some enjoyment, I find so much enjoyment in it, but I, I can, I totally understand. Like when I started, there wasn't a lot of enjoyment and for, <laughs> for the beginning. There's not, it's just a lot of anxiety, a lot of twitching, a lot of, you know, what am I doing? A lot of uncertainty. Is it but working? 
yeah, absolutely. Am I doing it right? And I mean, if you're just sitting there with your eyes closed, you're doing it right. Like, don't worry about it. Thoughts will come and go and you'll, you'll, uh, you know, grow and learn more as you continue. Mm -hmm. But in the beginning, it's just about taking that, that time for yourself. Totally. Which is such a huge piece in stress. I can't count how many people I know that are super stressed. And if you have a conversation with them and say, hey, like, when was the last time that you, like, you know, did something for you or had some self-care time or, you know, like, just mm. had some space where it was just about you? Oftentimes, it's like, I don't have time for that because <laughs> I'm super stressed I and I got all this other stuff to do. And it seems to be that connection, like that bridge between the two, right, of like, um, seeing the value of what's possible when we have, even if it is, like you said, five minutes can make a huge impact in the rest of your day. So absolutely. You know, Cause you'll be, you'll feel way more, uh, likely to go to the gym or do other things that you wanted to do for yourself that day, because you're like, mm, you know, I kind of started off with my day with, you know, five minutes to myself and I feel good about that. I want to do more things that make me feel good about myself. And I think like with the whole thing with stress, I mean, we just expect so much from ourselves and we're constantly comparing, you know, ourselves um, in different aspects of our lives to everybody around us or even to ourselves, to our own growth. And I think that is kind of what keeps people from starting meditation practice because they just like expect so much of themselves instead of just, I think it's great to be easy on yourself and just to take a minute and to recognize the present moment and just be like, you know what, I'm going to hang out here. I'm going to let go of all of the you know, burdens I'm putting on my shoulder, all of the things that I feel like I should live up to. And I'm just going to feel how I feel today and, and honor that because, you know, I think we're all doing so great and we all you know want to go for perfection, but it's great just to, to let all that go, you know, like just put the baggage down for a second and just feel how, how light it feels without it. Did you hear that ladies? You are great right now. Everything is great. You're doing great. Doing awesome. You're doing awesome. I love what you just said too about like even just having that five minutes and, and creating that space for yourself makes you want to have other things in your day that make you feel good too. And it's, it's what I always think of is like even that miniature accomplishment like that, that, you know, it feels like an accomplishment when you say, Hey, I'm going to meditate for five minutes. And then you do the five minutes, regardless of how mm -hmm. it goes if your, your mind was full of thoughts, if it wasn't full of thoughts, either way, you still just honored yourself, gave you yourself that five minutes, just, just chilled for five minutes, which you can really acknowledge yourself for. Great. I did that. What else can I do? And I think yeah. as women, we tend to really not acknowledge all of those little wins through the day. You know, it's always just, oh, there's 17 more things to do, you know? Um, and mm -hmm. I think that that's a really cool point. It's just, when you, when you set yourself aside that time or you create a space for yourself, it, it's almost like that mini reward every time you do it because it fills you up and you go, yeah, see, okay, cool. That felt so good. You know, look what I just created or look what just happened when I did that. And you start to feel that sense of, of pride and fulfillment and just like more, more choice, which I'm a huge person. I always talk about choice because the more that you can choose yourself and choose to have even that five minutes, 20 minutes, whatever, the more you're going to start practicing making those choices elsewhere when you see that it's possible, right? If you can meditate Absolutely. for five minutes, you're going to be like, damn, what else can I do? <laughs> like, and it makes you feel so good that like when the choice comes later to eat the chips or not eat the chips, right. you're going to be, feel way more empowered to be like, you know what? I don't need that. I feel so strong in myself, proud of myself for what I'm doing for myself today that I don't need these other things to make me feel good. 
to eat the chips or not yeah. to eat the chips. <laughs> Unless it's like a thing, you know, and you're like, tonight I was going to have chips and like do it for myself and that's your pleasure thing. Well then all in, go for it. Right. But if it, so as long as it's not a guilty thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is huge, yeah. right? Yeah. Anytime that we talk about making choices, you always got to talk about, seriously, if you're going to make a choice, do not beat yourself up about it. <laughs> like, mm, exactly. You know, like making the conscious choice, hey, I'm going to sit down and eat four cupcakes. If that's what you want to do and you feel like that's really what you are doing and you're making that choice consciously, then then be cool with the choice. But if you're like just running on autopilot and you're just like you're seeking something else and you're just fulfilling that void with with the four cupcakes and th that might be something to look at but it's not something to beat yourself up about and um, well said right like we're all doing that as women it's like so so prevalent i mean with men too i'm sure but we're you know mm -hmm. this, is, this is lady talk radio lady ever <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah and so for those of you that aren't that uh are not a follower of lady alpha you can check us out uh, we are ladyalpha.com because this is exactly the kinds of conversations that we are having. Well, I guess we're back. I think you lost me for a second, or maybe I just lost lost the connection. I'm not sure, but I'm gonna call Kelsey back. Seems as she was just so lovely having on the phone. There we go. All right. So, what was I even saying? You were saying how we did more tips on how to make our life better on the outside. Right. And I was, and that, was, that was so totally, good. And then I got yeah. cut off. <laughs> I totally uh, agree with that. And uh, I just think, you know, like what we're trying to do, help other women do d great things. It's awesome because this competitiveness has, um, you know, arisen in, in society. But I think it'd be a lot better if we just want to be the best version of ourselves mm -hmm. that we give any tips and tricks and, and techniques to everybody so everyone can be the best version of themselves. I really don't feel like it needs to be a competitive thing, especially with women. Totally. And I've, I've spoken to a lot of men about this too. I know that it's a huge competitive nature with them as well. It's like we're all just sort of you know, looking outside of ourselves at what other people are doing and then going, oh, maybe I should do that. And and that's like a really big thing with me, um, especially because I come from a long history in holistic wellness and stuff and, and nutrition aspects. It's like people think that, oh, well, you know, eating a paleo diet and doing yoga really worked for her. Maybe that'll work for me. And, and what I really see as possible is like you getting really connected with yourself and what works for you and, and being on that path. Because a lot of the times we're so different. We have different lifestyles, different circumstances. Our bodies are different. Our minds are different. Mm -hmm. Our needs are different, you know, and we just really got to listen, learn to listen to what we truly want and what we truly need. And I, I really see meditation obviously as a huge piece in that is just really connecting with ourselves and, mm -hmm. you know, learning to go more inwards when we're seeking answers versus going outwards for, you know, other people to tell us what to do, basically. Um, really, sure. really cool. And I know that you are also really passionate about obviously conscious breathing as the sort of, you know, the, how that feeds into meditation, obviously, but just in our everyday life, mm -hmm. um, what kind of got you sparked on the whole breathing aspect? I just started to research so many different areas, um, and different people like in different, um, uh, different aspects of life. Uh, like either athletes or just spiritual people or um, just you know, people giving birth, anyone. They had different takes on how important breathing was or different breathing techniques. And I started to realize just that's all we're doing when we're meditating. And so um, 
you know, conscious breathing much more um, welcoming to somebody because they associate like, oh, I can breathe. Like I can do that. That that would be an easier thing to do than meditation. You know, like what is that? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of why um, I prefer the, the terminology of conscious breathing. But there's such a power in um, focusing on our breath or taking, you know, bigger, deeper breaths to oxygenate our body and our blood. And, you know, like oxygen is just such a healing thing. A lot of different cancers and things can't live in an oxygenated uh, environment. So I just think that's great. And I mean, whenever um, there's excitement and we hold our breath, it uh, like it commonly turns to fear. And so if we just bring the, the breath back, then that fear and that anxiety can go away and we can get excited about what's going to happen because it can happen a lot. You know, if you're going to go and do a big um, performance or a presentation or a job interview, you know, it can be exciting, but then all of a sudden we start holding our breath and we get really fearful. If you can just bring that conscious breathing back and just take a few breaths and be there in the present moment, then your excitement can come out again. Ooh, that's so juicy. So, so true. I think I talked about this recently some, somewhere else. I was talking about how, because I, I had anxiety, well, I have anxiety, but I've, I've learned how to kind of work with it and manage it better. But for years, I really struggled with anxiety, um, particularly social anxiety. It used to really show up in, in environments. And you'd probably imagine that I'm a pretty extroverted person, but I'm actually really very much so an introvert. I'm just, I have extrovert qualities as well. And yeah. I would really notice that any time that the anxiety would show up, uh, I would be, yeah, like shallow breathing. I would be totally shaking. I would become very uncomfortable. And a lot of the times, like it would, it, it would be kind of like an automatic breathing response where my breath would start to, to quicken and I would start to feel like just really, really like almost like sweaty. Like you're like mm-hmm. working out or something. You're breathing really heavy. <laughs> um, and you know, that's one of the things that I use now avidly is, is breathing and really just focusing on my breath because it's so, so powerful. And if I notice myself starting to breathe a little bit quicker or into my chest where I'm like feeling really like kind of my shoulders are moving up and down, like I'm breathing totally into my chest. Um, Mm -hmm. it it literally will give me anxiety (laughs) just to breathe like that. So I totally see the power of that. And, um, I think you actually follow him too. What's his name? Wim Wim Hof or Wim Hof, the Iceman yeah. guy. When I first saw his stuff, I was like, oh my God, this totally makes sense. Like, you know, we can really master our breath and use that as like a tool for ourselves. And um, I think, again, a lot of people think of breathing techniques or deep breathing or conscious breathing, anything is sort of, again, being sort of like reserved for spiritual people. But this is like, your breath is what's keeping you alive. This is like a tool that you can use and tap into. So, I mean, I really see this, and we were talking about this earlier, like, this is something you can do anytime. Mm -hmm. You know, like, this is a tool that you do not have to buy. (laughs) You don't need a subscription for. You don't need any of that. Yeah, you just do it by yourself anytime for free. Right. (laughs) It's awesome. I... I totally love, I, I've been following Wim Hof and he's a great guy and people uh, commonly think, okay, if I do some conscious breathing, it's usually to relax myself or to get into kind of a meditative state or whatever, but you can actually use breathing to get super revved up. I mean, if um, you follow Wim Hof at all, he does a, a, a breathing technique that you breathe um, heavily for two and a half minutes and you just take in more air than you and then you're letting out really oxygenate the body and he finds uh that he can do double or more of push-ups than he would regularly be able to do 
after that type of breathing. And he just says, because that oxygen is so powerful that we fill ourselves up with that and we kind of let all our <clears throat> CO2 go, we we can actually be stronger. So um, I think that's awesome to know that breathing can be used for so many different things. It doesn't be just segregated to like this relaxing, calming effect. Right? Mm-hmm. So cool. So cool. And, and you know what I love about all this too? It's just like, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of this knowledge has been around for many years and everything, but I think our generation and everything, like, it's like, we're finally learning how to use all these amazing parts of ourselves and how our body works and how our mind works and how our heart works. Like, it's so cool. We're such, totally fascinating. Right? Yeah. We're so capable of just incredible things in our lives. And, you know, in terms of like stress, especially because that's, you know, kind of what we've been focusing on now, it's like, you really do have the power to change your reactions to things. You know, you might not be able to change your circumstances at the very moment, but you can definitely change how you react to them and how you feel about them. And I think that that, for me anyways, has been one of the biggest, um, I want to say like breakthroughs almost, you know, like really that big is, you know, even when stressful things are going on in our lives, using some of these tools, even just one of these tools, if you just started focusing on your breath, like, that you could actually feel better, even if it was like yeah. 5% better. That's yeah. still 5%. We're all looking for things like to make those situations a little bit easier. And so if you can make um, a habit of recognizing your breath and going back to it, it, it can totally help in, in stressful situations or in scary situations or, you know, overwhelming situations. It, it really is a great tool. And I think it's so wonderful that we're starting to learn and it's starting to become more promoted because it is an innate tool that we have that we can use for free. Mm, breathe. So it's good. free. <laughs> breathe. It's all yours. Um, yeah. So, and I'm actually curious because you're actually, in my eyes, someone who is very high performance. You are an entrepreneur. You've got your own business. I know you have a, a class that's coming up too. We're going to talk about that. And like, I, like, I know you, Kelsey, you are like, you're going for it. Right. And I know this about you that you like, you work long hours, like you're really committed. You really show up. Um, how do you feel like you keep stress at bay in your own life or how do you deal with stress? some of the things that might work for you? Oh, I just know that everything will pass. So I remind that if it's a really stressful situation, this too shall pass. Or if something really negative happened or something that, you know, it wasn't in alignment with what I thought should happen, then I'll just remind myself that that'll pass and that I will be okay and that I am okay right now. Um, but also, uh, like, to really do what I want to be doing or, like, what I'm doing. So to really want to do what I'm doing. And if that is working, you know, if it is working 14 hours a day because I'm really motivated about what I'm doing, then it doesn't feel like work really for me. And, you know, like you're saying about cupcakes earlier, you know, like if, if I want to eat that cupcake, I'm just going to that I'm present and that I'm doing it, you know, for me for the right reasons and doing it in a joyful state because, um, yeah, I just think that balance is just so perfect. And if I'm really stressing myself out over something, I, I, I think I'm pretty good at just like taking a step back and being like, you know what, this isn't going to come out as beautifully as I want it to if I'm in this state of stress and overwhelm. So I'm just going to take a second, go for a walk, play with my new cat <laughs> um, and, and come back to when I'm feeling better. Or if that's like even having a conversation with somebody or having to call somebody, like I'll just make sure that I'm in a grateful headspace. 
and uh, and I'll be easy on myself, you know, if I have an argument with somebody and I just don't feel like fixing it in that moment, I'll be like, you know what, I'm just going to leave it as it is and give myself a few seconds to not force myself to be happy and make everything work. Mm-hmm. That's really powerful what you just said. I mean, that and a practice, of course. I mean, you obviously probably didn't oh, yeah. a, squit, a switch and all of a sudden you were like, I'm good. But no, it sounds like so you... far to go still. <laughs> we all do. We all do. But do you hear that, ladies? Like how powerful that is that she can literally recognize, okay, yeah, um, this is probably not going to turn out the way that I want if I'm in this headspace. You know, let's just take a step back and give myself a little bit of space and do something that makes me feel great and gets me reconnected to myself, whether that's, you know, going for a walk or talking to somebody, you know, any, any of those things that make you feel great. Um, instead of just trying to power through, because I think that that's really, really prominent for a lot of us. It's like when we're stressed, I know I can speak to this myself. Um, if something's really stressing me out or there's a lot of pressure in the past, I would have like powered through and it would have come out super inauthentic and just not, not the best. And I would have been a complete wreck and, uh, you know, just been totally like blowing my own hair out. Um, but I've made the connection that A equals B now, right? So I know if I'm stressed and and totally freaking out about something that to power through is not going to get me where I want to go. That what I do want is to take five minutes, take 10 minutes, take half an hour, heck, take take the whole day if you need to, (laughs) you know, to do what you need to do to get yourself back in the zone. Like life is not supposed to be this like grind. We don't have to grind, you know, to get things done. And, And in fact, I actually... In my own life, I wish I had put more data together about this, seriously, because I actually, when I started working less and I started stressing less and putting less pressure on myself, more stuff gets done. I'm way happier. Um, I'm more creative. I'm more insightful. I have more things like happening. And the more that we're mm-hmm. stressed, it's like we're confining ourselves, you know, so I really think that there were so many powerful nuggets in what you shared, Kelsey, like just even just to start out, like it doesn't have to be this complicated thing, you know, to de-stress our lives. It can literally be as simple as breathing, you know, mm-hmm. um, you don't need to buy 17 stress supplements or, no. um, you know, learn how to hack your stress. It This is the hack, right? Like really focusing on ourselves and our bodies and our breath and what makes us happy. Yeah, I credit, you know, meditation and breathing to that because it helped me take away the the tunnel vision that would have us stressed and not in a good state. It was just like you can't see anything in your periphery. Mm. And so just taking a second, taking a step back, you know, giving myself two minutes to meditate or to go for a walk just gives me perspective. And also by like, de- and that kind of lets the pressure go, de-stresses. Mm. So I find that really helpful. And I know that you actually talk about meditation in terms of some of the benefits for other things as well. And I know a lot of people um, use meditation for, you know, pain reduction, um, all kinds of different things, I'm sure. But I've, I've heard of quite a few. What, mm-hmm. what can you kind of say, like, because um, I know that you had another interest in, like, the muscle development aspects, too. Yeah, I'm like, meditation is amazing for um, lowering blood pressure or, you know, uh, if helping you kind of avoid different heart diseases and things. But I think it's all really related. It's just about, you know, living a a healthier life for yourself. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I definitely love it for pain. I mean, if I stub my toe or something even bigger go through, 
um, something serious and have a lot of pain, just bringing my attention back breath really takes all of the um, drama out of the pain. And I mean, pain is inevitable. We're all going to feel it. But it's that extra suffering that I used to put on to everything, you know, like, oh, this is so bad or this hurts so much or this is never going to stop hurting. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know, the the practice that I've had with meditation and being able to go back to my breath and just be like, you know what, this will pass. And just like really feeling it, like really feeling the pain. And you start to realize like, oh, this isn't so bad or like, oh, it's already started to subside. Um, so, yeah, meditation for, for many things. And there's a lot of information online if you have a you know particular condition that you want to uh, work on. Um, but it's really, it's, it's got a lot of benefactors. I like what you just said, like feel into the pain. Cause I really believe that like, uh, things are like, I really think that like inflammation, like not just Mm -hmm. physical inflammation, but inflammation in our own lives when stress or anxiety or any of these sort of like, you know, adverse reactions to things in our lives. Um, it's always information. There's always something there, right? We can mm-hmm. always learn from it, like leaning into the, the things that's really stressing us out or leaning into the pain um, in our life and, and learning about what it is that we're actually feeling, you know, because oftentimes when people are like, ah, I'm so stressed, I have so much to do or like just there's just all this stuff. Really what, what's going on is there's something underneath like, oh, actually, I'm feeling super not supported. You know, I, I absolutely really, you know, I really feel like I don't have a community or I don't have good friends that are behind me doing this or, you know. It's usually something underneath the pain, underneath the layer. And probably with a stub toe, there's probably not a lot of information under there, but <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Definitely. Yeah. I think whenever we have an accident, it's always a time to slow down and reevaluate. Right. You're tall like me. Do you tend to hit your feet on everything? <laughs> um, yeah. If I'm not, if I'm not present, like I just notice <laughs> totally all those things, but it's okay. amazing. Like, uh, I did a 10 day meditation where we sat silently for 10 days and everything, there was just so much attention on every movement that I did that I was just like, wow, that's an amazing thing to experience. Cause it's just so the opposite of what it could have been before. Right. Mm-hmm. And for so those nice. listening that are like, wow, I, I haven't even meditated for five minutes yet. And you went and did it for 10 days, <laughs> you know? I remember but, before the retreat, you were actually feeling a little bit nervous about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I knew it was going to be such a change for my schedule. There was no contact uh, to my family. And I just didn't know, you know, am I going to be able to meditate for 12 hours a day? Like, is that, am I going to get painful? Or, like, is it going to get super boring? But it was very uh, totally educational. I loved it. It was hard, but I think it was really good for me. And, uh, but to put in perspective, everything, um, is, you know, everything has a ratio. There's some people that do meditations for 60 days or, you know, monks that do it every day for their whole life. So 10 days is just 10 days. Mm-hmm. I loved your 30 day meditation videos and stuff. Would you uh, share you. with people like, how can they, how can they watch those or how can they try those out? They're all up on YouTube for free. I just wanted to create a little space for people that maybe were trying to um, start their meditation practice or already a practice going because sometimes we just need someone to hold space for us. Like just we need – It's a, I find it much easier to meditate with somebody um, because you're kind of sharing that space with them. And so if you've 
you know, decided to sit down and watch the video, then you have your 20 minutes or 10 minutes of meditation set out for you, you know, and then mm-hmm. I can walk you through the beginning, you should talk about a little topic that's happening that day. And then the timer goes off and you just can, you know, you don't have to worry about the time. And you can just relax and, uh, and be in the moment. But I just find it's great for a county. Mm, nice. Cool. So I will post a link there so you guys can check out Kelsey's videos. They're super great. Absolutely love them. And you Thanks. also, for our local Vancouverites, she has a really cool class that's going on um, that I am super in support of uh, for a number of reasons. But can you tell us what the class is about? sauerkraut fermented foods <laughs> uh yeah it's a little about a uh, stretch for meditation but i just as you are like just really interested in holistic foods you know eating things really good for our bodies and i um in the last few years just started learning more about probiotics and fermentation and the real powerful things are things that are, are naturally fermented so instead of just um, yogurts or things that are sold advertised to us as having probiotics, but really going to the things where you're like, okay, this bacteria has broken down this food and, and, you know, create these probiotic strands. Like those are the things that I really want to share with people. So I'm going to be doing a little sauerkraut making, uh, class slash workshop this Sunday, November 20th, 2016. And it's going to be in North Vancouver. Um, the link, you know, I gave you, so you, um, yeah, you should be able to see it there. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to share it with people because it's super easy to do at home. You don't have to go buy jars of sauerkraut for $10 and you can just make it with your own vegetables. You know, right now it's fall uh, getting into winter so we can use more root fall vegetables and just making things seasonal is fun, making it with your kids and then putting it with, you know, not every meal, but maybe every day really helps with the gut flora and with um, your whole microbiome down there in your gut. Which is huge. 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 Oh my God. This is actually so related to stress too, because um, I can tell you if you have never eaten sauerkraut or when we say the word sauerkraut, you literally cringe. Um, Mm -hmm. This sauerkraut does not taste like the ones that we would sometimes get on hot dogs when we were kids, like out of the can where it's all like mushy and gross. The fresh sauerkrauts, the ones that you make at home, they're really like sour and like, like they have a lot of flavor. Um, they're just different. almost like a salad. Yeah. Crunchier. And they, they're still like more broken down. They're not like eating cabbage, but yeah, they're, they're, they're more fresh tasting. And um, there has been so many studies done on this about how the, your gut uh, bacteria, all these different, it's literally like this little factory down there of good and bad bacteria, and they're all very symbiotic together. They, they all kind of have to exist in a, in a good ratio for everything to kind of work right. And the more studies that they've done about this, the more that they've proven that um, if your gut flora is imbalanced, so if you've taken like antibiotics in the past six months, mm-hmm. even a couple years, Um, and you haven't replenished them or something's happened. If you are prone to like gas, bloating, yeast infections, um, if you're just not pooing right, (laughs) like seriously, uh, then you got to try this out. They will totally, it will totally change your life. And, um, yeah, I just said pooing and it's episode number one. So (laughs) yeah, things are going to get real interesting guys. 
Um, love and that. I love, Kelsey, you're like so sweet. Like you're just describing this so gently. I'm like, yeah, if you're not <laughs> shitting right, <laughs> then you're, you're going to need some sauerkraut. So yeah. yeah. Uh, leave it yeah. to Stacy, right? Hey, but, you know, uh, make it, and you can eat a food that you're like, whoa, I made this. And it brings a lot of power back right? to people. And I think that's really important. And you're not paying $10 for a tiny jar, right? Come yeah. on. Keep oh. the money in your pocket, ladies. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so cool. You gave us so much to work with and, uh, I just absolutely adore you, Kelsey. Seriously. You're so, so, so magic. And, uh, I also know, cause you mentioned you're an avid reader, you love books and, uh, Lady Talk Radio, we're all about awesome books, really cool stuff. We talked about one earlier, The Big Leap. What other books yep. are you loving right now that you would recommend to the listeners? I got a lady book for you. It's called Pussy by Regina Thomas-Shower. And someone, you may have heard of her, she's the founder of Mama Gina's School of Womanly Arts that uh, is down in New York City. And it's just a fantastic book about connecting to our feminine and just the power of like literally spending time with your own pussy. And the fact that like the vagina is actually the wrong terminology, you know, the the outer part of us is actually called the vulva. And so she just breaks down like how we don't really have the correct language and how we just really ignore that part of our and the power that we can have in ourselves to spend more time down there. So I just think it's an amazing book. I want yes. for men and women of all ages. And uh, I think it's really powerful. So cool. What is the top thing that you've gotten out of it? pleasure <laughs> like mm. just living life for pleasure and not just sexual pleasure but just like just it connects me to the deeper part of myself so I'm just like you know what if right now I feel like dancing or I feel like you know having some raw chocolate or just doing something for me that I would find super enjoyable just to do that or if I'm feeling really stressed out to find something that could create that excitement and that pleasure in my life just to give me a little thing because I think that is so good for us and yet a lot of people like I totally am guilty of this of just making life hard and feeling like life should be hard so that I don't pay attention to the pleasurable things or I don't give them to myself like they should only be a reward once a year and instead, I'm just like, I think pleasure is so important because it makes us like happier, better version of ourself. And that, you know, in turn makes just great ripples in everybody's life. So I just think turn up the pleasure. Right. And the sexual pleasure. But. Yes. And all oh. the pleasure. Yes. Just bring it all on. <laughs> and as a, as a source of de-stress, also, can we just talk about pleasure as a cure for that? Like, talk about leverage, you know, if you really want to hack stress, start upping the pleasure in your life. Seriously, yep. ladies. And yeah, I've, I, uh, I had posted something on the, uh, Lady Alpha, uh, Instagram not that long ago. Uh, pleasure is productive. And you had typed up about that book and yeah, and I was, I was just giggling my head like, yes. And this is something it took me so long to really get that. Seriously, I, I was really somebody who identified with my stress, identified with the struggle. And I actually yeah. believed that everything had to be a struggle. I actually only learned through struggle. And it wasn't until I really started to embody that and really started to understand that, um, you know, you being at your best, you showing up in your life is going to involve you living a pleasurable, passionate life, inspired life, you know, for you to show up at your best. There's no like outside circumstances that are really going to make you show up at your best. It's going to be totally from the inside. Mm -hmm. So 
I love that you loved that book as much as I did. And um, we will post a link so you guys can check that out. I don't think they have it on Audible yet. I looked. Um, mm. I'm a huge fan of Audible. For those of you that are busy or don't have the time to sit down with a book, Audible is where it's at. You can literally just put it in your headphones. Um, you can listen to it anytime. I love the ones that are read by the authors too. I love that too. Yeah. And you have it for a lifetime, which is yes. amazing. Like yeah. you can re-listen to a book. Exactly. And different times, like what you were saying earlier, having the book in front of you reminds you to reread it. Mm-hmm. I go through that library all the time and look at different books. And um, a perfect example is I loved, uh, I actually bought this book by mistake. It's called uh, The Universe Has Your Back Yeah. by Gabrielle Bernstein. I think I mentioned this to you. I actually bought it by mistake on Audible. And I was, I was kind of frustrated at first. I was like, oh man, that wasn't the one I wanted. And then it turned out to be the exact book I was supposed when to have. you need it. Right. And uh, it was, it so moved me. And I read the whole thing. I think I listened to the whole thing in like two days. And then just recently I, I listened, started listening to it again. And um, again, another one, if you're like stressed or you're really feeling like you're up against your life, that book uh, really bridged a lot of the, um, like just, starting a spiritual practice you know for somebody who's totally a beginner it doesn't have to be this huge thing um, I found that book had so many tangible like little things that you can do to start feeling more connected and to start feeling more present in your life and feeling more supported by the universe God whomever you believe in and um, mm-hmm. I just thought that book was absolutely amazing so yeah those are a couple I think that's so powerful it's so nice to go through life like you have support from like whatever you want to associate that with but instead of feeling like you have to go through life alone and that you know it's you against the world you can start some sort of you know spiritual practice or belief in in something greater than yourself and working with that then I think that just takes so much stress and loneliness out of life Hmm. well snap we could just we could just end right, right there. That was <laughs> that was just beautiful, Kelsey. There you oh, go. Thanks, right? Just amazing. Yeah. This has been so fun. I uh I'm gonna be honest with you, Kelsey. I'm gonna call you on the show again. Sounds great. We yeah. should every week. <laughs> I'm gonna get you on the show again. We're gonna jam out about different things. So uh I'm really looking forward to so uh seeing so much more of what you put out into the world. I just think you're absolute magic and love seeing what you're up to. I'm gonna put the link um so you guys can check out Kelsey some more too and follow her. She's just got so much awesome going on. And Thanks, uh Stephanie. yes, and we'll post the thing to your class in Vancouver if anybody wants to check that out or obviously get connected with you so they can find future ones as well. Yeah. Yeah. So we I'd love to have any to join. I would be so grateful myself to teach anyone how to make sauerkraut because I think it's just an awesome lifelong skill that you can have for yourself it's so easy so easy like it's there's there's things to it for sure but it's just so easy and I and yeah yeah, I'm like everybody it's so ancient like Mm -hmm. our grandparents used to do it I think that's so sweet too you know like they had all these great secrets and I like to see them come back into the world Mm. I, I have one side note for you guys Never make beet sauerkraut without gloves. Just don't do it. (laughs) I did that one time right before I had to go to a retreat and my hands were purple to my wrists. I'm not kidding. I looked like I had killed someone. It was totally insane. People were like, what is wrong with your hands? But the word on sauerkraut got out. (laughs) Right? I was like, sup with that kraut though, guys. Seriously. You didn't, you didn't even try my kraut yet. Pulled out a little jar of my purse, right? Oh, you want yeah. to buy some kraut? 
yeah it was yeah it was really funny really really funny so love that's my love embarrassing moment yeah watching out for you guys looking out for you learn from my life mistakes (laughs) oh yes this has been so much fun thank you so much for tuning in guys and uh yes next week same time same place for those of you that are not on lady alpha this talk show is actually underneath the umbrella of we are lady alpha so that is the movement that is the community that is the connection we're creating and we're just really all about creating powerful conversations that move us forward in life and on that note we got the lady posse that launches on the 20th of this month this is an online community this is like your e-posse your soul homies all the ladies that you want to connect with be with grow with learn with love with And it's just a really awesome space online where we connect, we support each other, we challenge each other, and we really just grow together. So it's a super, super cool space. I'm so excited about it. You can only imagine. And uh, yeah, if you want to learn about that, you can go to weareladyalpha.com slash the posse, not the pussy, the posse. Okay. (laughs) It's the posse. P-O-S-S-E. Okay. I know we were talking about pussies for a bit and you might get a little confused. So just saying. I'm just saying, girl. So good job. Right. (laughs) Kelsey, you are such a doll. I, uh, I absolutely adore you. Thank you again for being on the show. And, uh, we will talk to all of you very soon. Thank you so much.